Over, if you would, please, in your Bible, to Jeremiah chapter 29. And in chapter 29, as we've been studying through the book of Jeremiah, you will notice, please, as we go to, remember now, Jeremiah has written a letter, and the letter has been written uh, to the remnant that has been taken captive by Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon. And he is warning uh, the Jewish people to be not be listening to the priests, the prophets, and the rumor, the scuttlebutt, the thing that was encouraging them of that they, Nebuchadnezzar, and they all would be back in Jerusalem in two years. And that was not going to happen. And he warned them about that and tried to encourage them. Therefore, God in the letter, here we are, picking up, if I can, uh, in verse 9, for they prophesy, remember this is, the, for they, uh, Jeremiah is warning them, for they prophesy falsely unto you in my name, said the Lord, I have not sent them, saith the Lord. Now, we come to verse 10, for the, thus saith the Lord, uh, that after 70 years I will accomplish at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word unto you and perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to this place, back to Jerusalem. But it'll be 70 years according to the seven, the seven, every seventh year they didn't observe it. So for all those years, they have to make up for those years and that's 70 years in Babylon. Now, having said that, we then proceeded. Four, now, remember now, they, they, they're thinking and they're looking to go back, back to be able to go back to, back home in a year or two, a couple of years maybe, go back home. So they all got that in their thinking and God is going to help them. Therefore, we have a little word in verse 11 the little word F-O-R, for, for, little conjunction key, little conjunction. And it has to do with cause, causing something to happen, causing something to happen, and opposition, both, both. To cause it to happen and to make opposition, so that's the word, two, two things in one little conjunction. Now, what does that say? So you can see it. Translate it. Therefore... Instead of the word for, for is our right, for, or but, or nay, no but, nay but, or but no. They're thinking, they're thinking to go back to Jerusalem. And this little word but, for, is a contrast, opposition. You, I'll say it this way, you'll catch it. You guys are all thinking this stuff. And I want you to know all that you're thinking is in total opposition to what I'm thinking. Contrast. So you see that. It's, it's an awesome little word. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you guys are all feeling this and talking about this, and that's your thinking. But God said, it's not my thinking. It's not how I think. Now, and God said 70 years and et cetera, et cetera. Now, having said that little bit and keeping that in mind, over, if you would please, oh, to 
let's see it to get a sense of it in the history as the years have been going by in the days of Jeremiah and Nebuchadnezzar's domination of the land from 605 to 597 and now we're after 597 uh, 595 594 right in there now so therefore going back to pick up the flavor and you see I know the thoughts the thoughts and you need that little word thoughts it means to tie think of tying knots tying think of weaving a rug weaving a rug, tying knots together and making a long rope by knots. That's the word, that's the verb, to tie things together, to make it all stretch out. And you do it with words, syllables, words, are all tied together to give you a sentence, a thought, a thought. To think is the verb, to think, a thought, what I think, what are they thinking, devising, planning, all those little words come together. Now, therefore, over to Jeremiah and chapter 4. And in Jeremiah chapter 4, picking up if I can, uh, and you'll get the flavor of it. We're looking at that word, thoughts, and their thoughts are not God's thoughts. This is, and God said, I want you to know what you guys have been thinking all of these years is not correct. Therefore, chapter 4, picking up please, uh, in verse 14. O Jerusalem, wash thine heart from wickedness, that thou mayest be saved. How long shall thy vain thoughts, there's your little word, lodge within thee? They find, your thinking finds a well-comfortable home in your heart, how you think. Chapter 6. And in chapter 6, if I may, picking up the thought, uh, in verse, going directly in the light of the context, all of it, chapter 6, verse 19. Hear, O earth, behold... I will bring evil upon this people, even the fruit of their thoughts, what they think, thoughts, because, why, they have not hearkened unto my word, nor to my law, but rejected it. They rejected it. Uh, chapter 18. And in chapter 18, going to verse 8. Context again, 18 and 8. If that nation against whom I have pronounced turn from their evil, I will repent, change, of the evil that I thought to do unto them. In other words, God said, this is what I'm going to have to do, but if you change your direction and your thinking, then I won't have to follow through with that thought. I won't have to do it. And therefore, you come to verse 11. Now therefore, therefore go to speak to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I frame evil, evil trouble against you, and, a, and devise. You see the little word devise? Devise. That's the same word as thought. 
thought, to devise something, to think something, to plan something. And therefore, when we read verse 11, verse 11 18, then, I will, I will frame evil against you and devise a device. Same, devise and then device. Verb, noun. Devise a device. Devise a device, a thought, a thought, a plan, a plan, uh, a device against you. Return ye now, every one, from his evil way, and make your ways and your doings good. So we need to go and have a recovery, a reasonable recovery. Verse 18. They said, now what did they say? They said, come, let us devise devices. And there's both the words, thought, thinking, the verb, the noun. Devise devices. Let us think out, let us think out our thoughts for a plan. Put it together. They said, come and let us devise devices to think. How are we thinking? We're thinking against Jeremiah. For the law shall not perish from the priest, nor counsel from the wise, nor the word from the prophet. Come and come and let us smite him with the tongue and let us give heed to any of his, let us not give heed to any of his words. So what are we going to, they're, they're thinking, they aren't thinking, they aren't thinking good, they aren't going to change the thinking, and they're certainly not thinking good about Jeremiah because they're trying to get rid of him and kill him. That's what they're trying to devise, device. They're, they're plotting, use the words, they're plotting a plot against him. That's what they're doing. Chapter 26. And in chapter 26, picking up, please, uh, in verse 3. If, if so be, they will hearken and turn every man from his evil way, that I may purpose, that I may repent me of the evil which I purpose. And there's your little word, thought, purpose, plan, thinking. Therefore, I purpose, which, which I purpose to do unto them because of the evil of their doings. So God said, if I, they have their thoughts and they're going to reap what, I, what, I, what I'm going to have to do. But if they would change, I would change also and my thoughts. Now, having said that, keeping that in mind, if you would, over, if, in, over keeping that. So here's putting it for us again. Remember now, we have all people, humans. We have what we use our brain, our thought, the word thoughts, to tie together our sentences and, and the little syllables, and we tie them together. We have words, we tie together the words, and we have a sentence, a thought, a plan, a plot, a purpose. And we have it. And we have them. And everyone's walking around with all kinds of thoughts, and they seek to live out and live their life by their thinking. And that's us humans, understandably, and God made us to be able to do that. And we do it. And we think all kinds of things and program and, and uh, worry about things and, and uh, decide things and do things. We do them. And we do it as a way of life. We try to work out, uh, uh, this week I go to school, I go to this, I go to that. And I do this and I do that. And we talk about our thoughts in our little head, we do. And we go do them. That's what we do. We live our little lives, say it simply, uh, by what we think and do and feel, we, we do. And we do all that. And, uh, and the object 
is to want what? To find, to find. Uh, Him we are, humans, and we're trying to find life. We're trying to find a way to enjoy being alive in Connecticut. (laughs) And we're trying to do it. We're trying to be alive on planet Earth. That's what we're doing. And what we're doing, that's how we do. That's a simple way to say it. That's what we plan to do, be alive. That's what we're going to do. And, and, and our life, our life, as far as we're humans are concerned, I think it's safe to say people, their life isn't in here, inside of them. Their life is here, whatever they're going to find to do, to eat, to walk, to come, to go, to whatever they're going to do, work, home, school, play, whatever they're going to do. This is their life out here. And that's Israel's life. That's what they do. That's what they're doing in the days of Jeremiah. Now, having said that, and we shared that last time or two, remember, that isn't. God, what is it all about? We're trying to find life. And God said, you're looking in the wrong places. God said, if you just look in the mirror, that's where I want life. In you. You don't have to go anywhere geographically. What you need to do is allow me. This Remember, we shared all that in, uh, in uh, Jeremiah and 29 and 10. All that, and God's going to return them to this place, back to Jerusalem. We did all of that. Well, what place is there for us? Well, it isn't Babylon for the Israel. It's Jerusalem. And it isn't the world system for us humans It's God in the heart. That's what it's about. So I need to, where do I need to, I'm trying to find life out here. And life isn't to be found out here. No, no. We think we have life in what we eat and what we drink and what we do. And that isn't life. It's your existence. Life is a relationship to God. And that's in your heart. You don't need to go anywhere or do anything you need to turn and trust God, period, fully, right where you are. You don't have to do anything. Don't, I got to get this to find this. And No, you don't. No, that isn't what life is about. It's what our living is about. It's what our world system is about. But God didn't die on the cross so you could live, live 10 more years and eat pizza. God didn't do that. He died to give you life. Now, having said that little bit, and keeping that in mind, and that's what we do. Therefore, I need to, to try that together a little more. Over, if you would please, oh, in your Bible, over to uh, James. James, if you would. In the book of James, picking up, please, and you'll catch it. Wonderful, wonderful help God gives us to get that answered very easily. James chapter 4, picking up, if I may, uh, in verse 13. 4 and 13. The Lord said, Go to now, say ye, ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city, and continue there a year, and buy and sell, and get gain. 
Whereas you know not, N-O-T, what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time, and then vanisheth away, vanisheth away. For that you ought, you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this and that. But now you rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. Verse 17. Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. So we've got to plan today. Plan, plan. God said, you don't know. And you're making an assumption. You're making an assumption about things. And when you do that, when you do that, you're assuming that you can boast, we can do, I'm gonna, and you may, you may do just what you're doing. But you, you're going, trusting your thoughts on how it's all going to go. Now, having said that little bit, and uh, keeping that in mind, back over, if you would please, to Jeremiah chapter 29. And in Jeremiah chapter 29, picking up in thought, if I may, uh, chapter 29, uh, 26, chapter 29, in, if I can now, in the light of what we just looked at, so you get the flavor of it. Now chapter 29 in verse 11. 29, 11. Now, with a little word conjunction, for, for, in contrast to what you're thinking, verse 11, I know, I know, I know, I know, I am knowing, I am knowing. I know, you, you're trying to analyze why you came to captivity, why your conditions are like they are, and you're listening to everybody that you shouldn't. Now, I know, verse 11, I know the thoughts, there's your little word we've been looking at, the thoughts to weave together, a weaving like a rug, spinning, spinning thoughts together, a plan, a purpose, etc. I know the thoughts that I think, there's your verb, that I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I know the thoughts that I think. Thy thinking. I'm thinking them to bind the thoughts together. I know the thoughts that I, I think toward you, that I'm thinking about you. I know those thoughts, saith the Lord. Those thoughts are thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. That's what I'm going to do. I'm spinning all those thoughts. You have your thoughts, God said, and I have mine. And you, you, you're in captivity because I sent you there, because you violated and broke the Sabbath and all of that. But you don't understand that. You don't even understand the Sabbath. You don't understand what it means to have rest. God rested on the seventh day, Genesis 2, 1 through 3, and was finished. And everything was done. So history could go all the way to the end of the kingdom. It was all done, all planned, all ready to happen. Now, having said that and keeping that in mind, I thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. And when you come to the little word, the two words at the end, expected end, those are two little words, if you can. One of those words is the word end, E-N-D, 
And the second word right next to it is the word hope. You won't see it in your English translation, but that's what it is. And, and, hope. Now, what is that? It is a way to put two words, putting two words together. And what it means is that hope, hope has an, hope has an expected end. That's why it's translated, expected end. The end is hopeful. It's a hopeful end. You should expect good. Not based on your thinking, based on God's thinking. That's why it's going to come out good. It's God's thinking. Now, having that little bit in mind, if you would, in the light of verse 11. So here's God's thoughts and God's thinking and his wonderful, wonderful way of thinking. Now, in order for us to capitalize on that, and God, we want to learn from it. Here we are in this part of uh, history, human history, and looking back, and we're looking ahead, and we're looking out the window. Wow. So God, here we are, and we have all kinds of thoughts. People have all kinds of thoughts about all kinds of things. They have them, and that's how we do. Now, God, so what are you going to help us with? Well, first, let me, God, God help us. So we're going to take our little word, and God, here's God's word, and we're in the presence of God. So God, would you help us understand uh, this business, that your thoughts are not their thoughts, and that your thoughts are going to be the ones that win, not our thoughts. Your thoughts are the winner. Would you please help us? Because we're so busy thinking and outworking on a 24-hour day, seven days a week, we're busy, school, work, home, that's what we're doing. Okay. Isaiah 55. And we'll start off with the easy that you know. Isaiah chapter 55. Uh, picking up, if I can, please. Uh, in, oh, uh, in verse, well, verse 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, which is what we just read they didn't do, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, which they didn't let go. They didn't they kind of keep weaving them together in the wrong way. And let him let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Now, God, what are you trying to say? You gotta leave your thoughts in the dust. Leave them on the cross. They're all done. For, verse 8, my thoughts, there's your little word, my weavings, my weavings, my thinking, my plans, my purpose, my thoughts are, are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So your way down here, and down here in the below ground, <laughs> with your thinking. And God said, I want you to know, you need to look up from the hole in the ground that you've dug for yourself, working out your life. We're digging big, a big pit. Hard to get out of it, isn't it, sometimes? We dig it so deep, we can't even, we dig it so deep, we're trying to shovel out of it, and the hole's so deep, you shovel up, 
and you can't throw it up high enough and the dirt falls right back down. Can you use that for your imagination? The hole's so deep, we can't get the dirt out. Wow. Now, so here we are, and God said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Over, please, to Psalm 33. In Psalm 33, picking up. Oh, Psalm 33, get the flavor of all this. It's just going all over the place. Chapter 33, please, picking up in verse verse. Verse 8, let all the earth fear the Lord, let all the inhabitants, this is 33, 8. Let all the earth fear the Lord, let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spake, and it was done, and he commanded, and it stood fast. The Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen, the nations, to naught, to nothing. He maketh the devices, the thoughts of the people of none effect. Because when it's all done, you're going to go to the dust of the ground and the grass. And what happened to your thoughts? What happened to your will? What happened to your living in the dust of the ground? No more. God said, my thoughts prevail. Now, having said that, keeping that little bit in mind, over to Psalm 92. And the psalmist is going to keep telling us, Psalm 92. And in Psalm 92, picking up, please, oh, directly in the light of everything, verse 5. O Lord, how great are thy works, and thy thoughts are what? Very deep. Very deep. They're higher than the heavens, (laughs) and they're deeper than the earth, my thoughts. So you aren't going to get them, no matter whether you go up, like Psalm 139, or you go down. It won't make any difference. My thoughts are quite different than yours, no matter how you cut the cookie. Now, and verse 6, a brutish, the word brutish, and our English word for brutish is stupid. Stupid. Verse 6, a stupid man, a brutish man, knoweth not, neither doth a fool understand this. They don't understand. They don't want to understand. Oh, I like the way I live. I want to find my life in people, persons, places, work, home, pills and vitamins and everything else. Wow. That's what I want to do. Wow. Over chapter 94, right next door, almost next door. 94 and verse 11. The Lord knoweth the thoughts of man, that they have vanity. Now, God, you're going to keep saying, because you need to hear it, though, because we need to understand it. Therefore, keeping that in mind, over, if you would, Proverbs and chapter 16. Proverbs and chapter 16. God, we're getting it, little bit, bits by bit. It'll lock into us. If I can, in Proverbs chapter 16, in the wonderful, wonderful chapter, I'm going to go to verse 3. Commit thy works. And the word commit 
is just think of, we've shared it, it is, uh, Psalm 37, the same thing, different word, same word. And what do we have? We have the, we're at the truck, in, in back of a truck, and what are we doing? We're going to take those barrels, think of barrels of whatever water, and you take the barrels and you're going to put them on the truck and roll them right in. That's what you're going to do. You're going to roll the barrels. You're going to go and what? Commit, roll, R-O-L-L. Roll thy works, what you do. Roll what you do onto God, onto the truck. Roll what you do onto the truck. You got it? Now what? If I roll my works onto the truck, onto God, if I do that, what? Then, verse 3, commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts, there's your word, thy thoughts shall be established. You give me what's in front of you and let me work it out. And when you let me work it out, what you're thinking, it'll be established according to my will. Isn't that easy? You just go and Put everything, no matter what it is, work, home, school, health, wealth, put all that on top of me. Let me carry it. I know you think it and feel it and you're in a world system like this, but, and you give that to me, and your thoughts will be steady, established, and I'll outwork what I have in mind. Hang on. Sliding down to verse 9. A man's heart deviseth, there's the word thought, plan, knit, knit together the syllables, the words. A man's heart deviseth his way. A man's heart does. A man tries to work everything out, tries to do it, but the Lord directeth his steps. So we roll all the work onto the Lord and God's looking for God to outwork it. I don't know how to do it. I think it should be. I think this should be. I think that should be. I think that should happen. I don't know. James chapter 4, you don't know. Don't be so huffy. Don't be so proud to say, well, I know. No, you don't know. You don't know that for nothing. Even though you think, well, I know everything that happens. No, you don't. Now, therefore... Therefore, in Psalm 16, Proverbs 16, verse 9, a man's heart deviseth, thinketh his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. The steps of a good man are what? Ordered by the Lord. That's what they do. So now, so I got that little part, God, and, and you don't want to leave Psalm 16, uh, Proverbs 16, excuse me, without going to verse 33, the lot brings it all together for us. The lot is cast into the lap. That's your, in front of you, your little lap. But, but, the whole disposing, the whole, the word disposing, judgment, the judgment of the judge, the whole disposing thereof, the decision of the judge, is God's. He makes the decision. When you're all done. But God makes the decision. God makes it. How far can the UN go? The world system go? The Iran go? How can they? Decisions and the, all the stuff. Only so far. Only so far. Only so far. God makes the decisions. God makes them. Now, 
Keeping that in mind, if you would. Oh, over to get the flavor of it again. Uh, well, Psalm. 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 Back to Psalm 73. And in Psalm 73, what do we have happening? Well, we have the looking at the world out there. Uh, chapter Psalm 73 and verse 1. Truly, God is God is is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. As I was envious, what was wrong? I was envious at, at the foolish. When I saw the prosperity of the wicked, I saw all of that. I looked at their life. I looked the way they live. They're living. Living. They're seeking to live, to have, to get, to gain, to everything. They're seeking to live. I looked at it. And then I looked at my little life. And it was nothing compared to them. I was envious. I looked at them. I said, boy, my, I don't have what they do. I can't do what they do. I don't say like they do. I don't go where they go. They have all of that. Wow. That's a, now, sliding over, if I can, to Psalm 73. And picking up, please, uh, in verse 10. Therefore, his people, therefore this people, uh, his, his people return, to the bad, uh, bad guys, therefore this, his people return hither, and, wa- and waters, and waters, uh, waters of a full, a full cup, are wrung out to them, and they say, "How doth God know? And is there knowledge in the Most High? In the Most High, does God know anything? Is God care about anything?" Aha, verse twelve. Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world; they increase in riches, and it gets all upsetting, doesn't it? So slide over quickly, if you would, to chapter seventy, Psalm seventy-three. And sliding up to verse 16. When, when I thought, there's your little word, when I put together what was happening in the words and syllables, and I thought about it, to know this, it was too painful for me. I didn't like having to look at it all and try to understand it all, and then nothing changed for me. Everything to be seemed the same. Shouldn't things be different? Shouldn't I ever have a... Where's my little piece of property? My little piece of happiness? See? We did that. We get like that, don't we? We get like that. That's what we do. Now! And what do you do? Always what you do. Verse 17. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood their end. I understood. I understood. This is it for them. Remember, we shared it the other, more than once, all the different things. This, this is their heaven. Isn't it? This is the most of heaven they're ever going to have. This is the best there is for them. It's the best there is. It's the most hell we're ever going to have. It's the most hell we're ever going to have. 
This is it. I've got a body. My body, my pain, my headache, my pills. That's, that's right. That's the worst you're going to have. Now, so <clears throat> I went into the sanctuary. And I'm going to pick up a little more, even uh, verse 22. So foolish, uh, 73, 22. So foolish was I and ignorant. I was as a beast before they, remember the word brutish we read? <laughs> I was sort of a stupid about the whole thing. <laughs> I didn't think it through. I didn't think, I didn't even think I understand it. I didn't even try to understand it. I just was feeling and wanting from a, I wanted to find my life out here. But my life isn't out here. It isn't in your body. It's in God's wonderful grace in the person of Christ that saves you. Wow. Now, so therefore, verse 23, Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holding me by my right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee? There is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. I got it straight, God. My life, you're my life. Hour by hour, minute by minute, it's your life outlived in a seemingly ordinary, boring, dull sometime, not much happening, not much excitement. Wow. No, just ordinary. Uh Uh-huh. Now, having said that little bit, keeping that in mind, if you would, uh, in uh, chapter 73, I'm picking up, and in, if I can, uh, and going, if I can, to verse, uh, we did that, all right, and verse, verse 17, uh, verse 17, uh, we did that. Now, over, if you would please, to tie it together, over to Malachi, Malachi, and uh, chapter 3. And you know, Malachi in chapter 3. And in Malachi chapter 3, picking up please, you know the movement, the last God's word before he closes the Old Testament and, 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 and closes the book on, on that part of it. Chapter 3 of Malachi, picking up please, uh, in verse, verse, oh, verse 14. You have said it is vain to serve God, and what profit is it that we have kept his ordinances, and that we have walked, walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? And now we call the proud happy, yea, they that work, work wickedness are set up, yea, they that tempt to put God to the test are even delivered. That's the now. There's another group. That's the that's that's the other group, but there is a group. There is a group like Jeremiah compared to the rest of Israel, Jerusalem, verse sixteen. Then, then they that fear the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it, and a book. Of remembrance was written before him, for there for them that feared. Remember, fear here. Fear. There's negative, negative. Same word. Positive, negative. Fear negatively. We go run away from God. We fear God. 
positively, same word, we come to God. And when we come to God, the word fear that you're looking at has to do, what's it going to do? It's going to change your character and your conduct. When you go away from God, you go to the darkness. When I come to God, I come to the light. And it changes. It changes everything. What did they do? They feared God. And, and in fearing God, they thought, there's a little word we've been looking at, upon his name. That's what they did. They thought upon his name. They, that they took all these words and wove, wove them together, and God, that's what you did. And they thought upon your name, God. That's right. Now, God, and we, we've got to close, but you, if you took time, we don't. Philippians 2, and in verse 6. Let this mind beware in you that is in Christ Jesus. God said, if you don't mind, you trust me, and you understand, my thoughts and my ways are higher than yours, so don't try to say, this is thus, thus. You may assume it. You may assume you have enough gas and that you're going to get to the next destination, but you don't know it. So you're looking to me and keep on driving to the next destination. That's what you're doing. But you're looking to me because I know whether you're going to get there. And I know what's going to happen when you get there. And I know how it's all going to go. So if you don't mind, the lot is cast into the lap, but the whole disposing thereof, God said, it's my business. Isn't that neat? How many, how many of the so-called us Christians enjoy that awesome truth. A life that your life that you now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The life I now live. For me to live is what? Christ and to die is great advantage. Wow.